You are listening to the Bring On Balance Show, and I'm your host, Karen Wilson. Let's get started on helping you design, create the life that you want so that you can move forward faster with clarity, confidence, and consistency, and overall life balance. Today's show is all about three golden steps to consistency. And this episode is based around getting moving. So like if one of the things that you feel is not quite where you want it to be in the area of physical well-being, this is the episode for you. This is not all about weight loss as it is for um, being able to do what you want to do, to feel how you want to feel, and just start moving if you're not moving already, or have consistency like when you do start a plan, maybe it's an exercise plan that you're about to venture out, but you want to avoid like just falling off. People call it falling off the wagon, and you know, I I guess that's a really great term, but the thing about falling out of a wagon, like, think about it. Okay, I fell off the wagon. Well, what what are you going to do when you fall off the wagon? Are you just going to lay there on the ground um, and just not do anything? Like, oh, well, I I fell out of the wagon. Um, I guess I'll just lay here. No, you're going to get up. You're going to get up because that's what we do. It's okay to fall off plan, but it's not okay to stay there. And here's why. It's not because you won't reach like a certain goal or a certain weight. It's because when we don't complete what we've set out to do, when we feel as though we can't do what we want to do, or maybe that it's bigger than us, or maybe we just can't complete something, it just knocks us down um, in, in the mental health, right? Like, I know there's been times in my life where I set out to do something, and if I can't do it, I, I feel bad when I see something related to it. Like it just brings me back to the feeling that, oh, I, I, can't, I can't do that or I failed at that or I gave up at that. And by feeling those feelings, it's, I'm bringing a negative energy into you know, my being. So how do, how do we avoid that? And put consistency as the winning, um, you know, hashtag consistency, hashtag winning. When you're consistent with something that you set out to do, why can't that be the celebration? Why does the celebration always have to have end, uh, start at the end, right? So I'm going to go through some of my golden steps to consistency. My word or my sentence that I say quite often is I didn't know I could until I did. And so many things I did in my life, I didn't know I could until I did. I didn't know that I could lose weight. Like I was 27 years old. I did not know I could lose weight. 
I was, I just accepted the status quo. And then when I did, I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, maybe there is a different part of me that I've never just untapped before. Like I've never tapped into this before. Maybe I can do this. And let me tell you, I didn't do it by joining a hardcore gym session. I didn't do it by running a marathon or or signing up for a 5K. I did it by walking. (laughs) I started losing weight by walking. And that's all I did. Once I got better at that, I added ankle weights. And once I got better at that and that wasn't a challenge, I started looking in magazines. At that time, Google was like dial-up. Okay, so I don't even think Google was invented then. So I would like get those Women's Day magazines or Chatelaine or sometimes, uh, you know, Cosmo and they would have these like exercise circuit series and I started just adding a few exercises after my walk. And and as my body got thinner, it was like, oh my gosh, whose body is this? And then I started paying a little bit more to attention to food, the food that was going to my body and, and, and taking out some of the preservatives. And I was still like totally in shock. I had no idea who I was. I had no idea that my life, as I knew, would completely change in the way that people would treat me from an obese person to a person that wasn't, all the way to the way my relationships changed, um, how so many different things that, some things I did expect and some things I just wished that I could just put a fat coat on. That I could just go back and hide in my obese body because I just, I I wasn't ready for that type of transformation. I wasn't mentally prepared because I had grown, like I had grown up and I had been the safe girl for so many years. You know, I just like once... I kind of became a butterfly and changed into a completely different person. All of a sudden I was like a threat. And I just I didn't I didn't know how to deal with that. It's like I've always been a friendly person and then my friendliness was all of a sudden it was flirting. You know, and I was like, "Well, why does it matter? Like what's the difference? Nothing inside me changed but all this stuff on the outside changed so the perception of me from the other people's eyes that didn't know me and some that did know me had completely changed I guess what helped me with consistency at the beginning is is like I literally felt like all eyeballs were on me I felt like people would look at me And they're like, whoa, she lost a lot of weight. She looks really good. And I kind of got a little bit addicted to being told that I looked really good. And then I would start to get worried that, you know, maybe what happens if I start to gain the weight? Like, 
will they all laugh at me? I don't know. Again, who who are they all? And are they going to laugh at me? Um, you know, are they going to they going to say, "Well, I knew it wouldn't like last for very long." The consistency that was sparked in me was basically out of fear of going back. But I also felt a lot different. Like my energy was better, my confidence was better. I just felt better in this new body. But I didn't really have a goal. I I had I, I didn't know what I was doing. All I knew was that I was moving more. So later on, you know, in life, as I got into different types of fitness, different plans, different activities, I started putting more pressure on myself to always be better, do better, get thinner. And and I kind of robbed myself of the joy of letting the process happen naturally and just celebrating where I was for moving through consistency because reality is is that you know we're we you know we lose 10 we gain 10 we you know that's just the reality of the physical body it doesn't necessarily mean that you're doing anything wrong or bad so I suppose where consistency came to me was I just did not want to go back. Now, I realize a lot of people do come to me as like I've I've been in the fitness industry for years and they they want to get back to their younger bodies, right? And that's something that or they they were active their entire life and then they gained weight a little bit later. So they have this memory of where they want to go back to. And throughout the whole like 17 years I've had of weight loss maintenance, for the majority of it, there's been times where I stopped and started different types of activities that when I would go back to the beginning, like for instance, running, you know, like I have to go back to the beginning and reteach my body how to be a beginner again because I hadn't practiced running for so long. So I had run a bunch of races, even up to a marathon, and then I kind of took a running break. I didn't take an exercise break, but I took a little bit of a running break for about six years. And then my husband and I, we signed up for the New York Marathon. And when I started running, I was literally at ground zero again. I had to teach my body how to do it. Now, I had the memory of what it was, what my pace was, what what everything was six years ago, but it definitely didn't match where my body started out to be. And even in the year that I spent training for the marathon and running the marathon, my running fitness is not what it was six years ago. Does that mean I need to feel bad about it? No. Does that mean I'm not working hard enough? or doing things where I'm failing? No. You know, in my opinion, as long as you're moving forward, you are not behind because this is a lifetime process. If it's too much, you won't stay consistent. So I'm going to get into the deets here. So the first thing that is best to determine, like, and this kind of goes back to episode number two, Um, We go through like the priorities, right? And priorities help you determine why you're doing something. 
So it's so important to write this stuff down. This is step one. It's just like to determine why you're doing this. What what do you want to feel? And, and be honest with yourself because it's got to be flexible. Whatever you're planning needs to be flexible and doable with your lifestyle or else it, it just, you won't stay consistent. I started, like I mentioned earlier, like my fitness journey, I was 27 year old, years old. I had a boatload of problems and that they were all created by my obesity. Um, I had accepted it and I basically ignored what was going on. But at that time, my son uh, was five years old. And like, I knew in the back of my mind that I had to do something. I could barely keep up with them. And then basically the doctor told me like, you're like, this thing's got to change. We're taking your gallbladder out. There was all these, um, I had endometriosis. I definitely had um, insulin sensitivities, you know, just a boatload of problems. Um, so the the reason why I started walking is is my mom had said to me, well, before you go for this surgery, you should go for a walk. Like you should walk daily because you'll recover from the surgery faster. I wanted to recover from the surgery faster so that I could go back to work because I couldn't afford to be off work. And I also, I, I wanted to be there for my son. I didn't want to be like, um, a mom healing. I, I, you know, I, I didn't want him to see me that way. So I just, I started walking and it was about two weeks before my surgery that I started walking and I didn't have a car at the time. So I would walk my son down to school and then I would take the longer route home. And it was about like a 30 minute walk. And a lot of it was uphill. But like if if I compared the hills to where I lived then to where I live now, it was like a bump. Okay, so anyways, that's what I would do. And then I would get home and I would get ready for work and um, I would go to work. I started to like it. I, I started to actually enjoy the fact that I was doing it and it wasn't very long before I started to see results like my clothes were starting to fit a little bit looser because I had gone from zero to to something right sometimes we go from zero to something we see results right away my why kind of evolved uh I I like I said it you know I didn't know I could until I did and when I did, it opened up my eyes to more. Um, so, so when you begin something, sometimes you don't know why or how, but the motion of moving forward will always open things up for more. Step two is to create time in the day that you're going to do it. So I had kind of created that little sweet spot because I, at the time, I worked at Sears Department Store, and I would usually work the midday shift, so it was perfect for me, and then when I was off shift, I would walk to get my son from daycare, so there would be like two good 30-minute walks in my day when they were non-existent before, like I was always like taking the bus 
even though it was like a few blocks away because it, it didn't really cost very much for the bus. I would walk my son to school every morning, but that was like a five-minute walk. So once I turned that five-minute walk into a 30-minute walk and then turned my commute into a walk, things fundamentally changed for me physically. It were just those little changes. So I had created time in my day for my workout. So the best way to do this is to take out a day planner. And then first, or or even just like, you know, one of those calendars, even, even a calendar, like a, just a regular block calendar. Block out the times or write down the times that you are unavailable. And then choose a time when you're least likely to be interrupted. It's always best if you try to choose the same time every single day. And if you work shift work, this might be challenging. So for me right now, my my morning routine, I, I ran into some serious problems as things shifted in my professional life. You know, like I couldn't always schedule my workouts in when I wanted to. I worked a lot of shift work. And... Um, and then there was also a time where I had um, worked a full-time job uh, driving truck. And my job was to go and pick up a bunch of meat at the warehouse and then drive around for hours and deliver the meat. And then I wouldn't get back until like 6 p.m. at night. I would leave the house at like 8 a.m. It was a great job. I loved it. I was a traveling sales rep. And I really enjoyed my customers. At the time, I was a single parent. And I thank, I thank God daily that my son was able to spend, thank you, mom, if you're listening, um, so much time with my mom and dad. You know, they would look after him. Uh, he, he didn't have, he went to daycare sometimes, but he wasn't there most of the time, um, especially when I was working later. Uh, but it was a really good job, and it, it, it paid well, and I, I enjoyed it. And um, the problem was is, is, is I, I lost my workout time because I wasn't working part-time anymore. I was working full-time. And I was starting to, like, gain weight fast. And, and because I was starting to gain weight, I started kind of feeling sorry for myself. So those late nights coming home in the truck... I would stop at one of the last stops, which would be usually like an hour and a half away from home, and it's in the north, and it was winter, and I would pick up a, a bag of kettle chips and a hot chocolate. I did it once, and it felt so good, and it started to become routine. And then also I had lost my exercise window, so I wasn't working out as much. I had an old treadmill that was like a manual treadmill. And it, the thing was such a clunker, but it worked. I And I just wasn't doing it because I would get home from work and I would be tired. And I was like, when am I going to fit it in? So I adopted early mornings. I, I started to get up before my son got up. And I would um, get up at about 5 a.m. And uh, my husband would... Then he was my boyfriend. He handed me this book. Um, it's called Body for Life by Bill Phillips. And I adopted the the HIT workout principle. So that's when I first um, started to kind of 
play around with running and I would do intervals of walking and running and they were only 20 minutes long so it's like I would I would walk and I would start to walk faster and faster and faster every minute and for the last minute I would run (laughs) and I'd be like hot diggity but anyways it worked both things worked changing my workout routine putting it in the morning gave me success because I could do it, I could fit it in, I felt better, I felt more energetic during the day, and I also felt like I wasn't failing. So the the weight I started to gain started to melt back off. Finding the time to do it is critical, and I am a stickler for my morning routines. I'm a stickler for morning workouts because nobody needs you at 5.30 a.m. Nobody needs you. You can spend that first hour or two by yourself and it doesn't matter what comes into your life if you have that habit of serving yourself first through working out first thing in the morning nobody will ever get into that and 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 I know sometimes there's specific circumstances where we work shift work or we work early mornings I remember that every Every Wednesday, every other Wednesday, I would have to go to, or every other Tuesday or something, I'd have to go to um, one stop that was a couple hours, and it was a long day. It was like a 10-hour day, and I literally would get up at 4 to do my 20-minute HIIT workout and get out the door on time. I thought, you know what? It's only 20 minutes, and I'm doing this. I committed to it. So once you've committed to it, you got to commit to the time. And and I I was mentioning all my stories last night on on Instagram. One of the things that I would sometimes do is sleep in my workout clothes. Because then I had one step done. I would wake up and I would get right on the treadmill and and wake up. And no, it's, it's no fun at first. Yes, it hurts sometimes. Yes, you have to, you know, warm your body up a little, you know, slowly. But dang, does it ever feel good to be done first thing in the morning and it really sets the tone for the day. The second time I st- I adopted this strategy, like when we moved here to um, Salmon Arm where I live now, we had, um, I, you know, I, I, I had flexibility in my schedule again, so I would usually have my workout when the kids went, but sometimes mom would call and blah, 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 or they'd call me into work, and there was this guilt associated with taking this time to do it, that I should be doing something else, but you know what? It was a nice time. It was like 9 a.m., and it was like, yeah, this is the perfect time for me, and that again was interfered when I was training for my first half marathon. And I was, at the time, I was 2IC in um, the cosmetics department. And my manager had to take a leave of absence for uh, a few months. And I became acting manager. And there was nobody that replaced me. So I became acting manager. And back in that day, our store was open earlier. So I had to be at work at 7 a.m. every day. And it was summer. Um, and it was great. But I had all this running training to do. And 
I tried doing it after work and I would always, my energy would always feel drained and I kind of got mad. I'm like, you know what? I'm doing this for me. I want to be able to give my best and and get the best out of my workout and enjoy it the most. And I found that that morning slot, I would arrive and at work and it's just like, again, it's just like that feeling of like, ah, I'm done. I did it and I feel good. Some experts say that it sets the tone for the entire day. It makes your metabolism higher. I've actually, I think people vary. I've, I've worked with people that have a better success going after work, but they're consistent with it. They don't go home. They just go to the gym or go right to their workout room or, or bring their workout gear to work and go for a run from there. Whatever it is they do, they consistently have a system, a habit, and a schedule that they adhere to. So this scheduling has to be like something that you would not interfere with anything else. It's a date with you. It's 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 important. Um, it's just like a dentist appointment. You don't you don't miss those things. Well, this is a wellness appointment. That's how to stay consistent. Step number three, I recommend to you know research. Do your research and write a list of things that you need to get started. Maybe you don't know what to do. And this is a great time to come and join my 1000K club because what we do there is we're just, we're walking. There's a learn to run program built right in. And then there's also for for runners to say consistency. We're doing monthly virtual meetups. um, And it's basically a place where I would like to help 1,000 people. We, as a community, would like to help 1,000 people reach 1,000 kilometers. And then what? Well, I don't know. We'll we'll move on to the next 1,000 kilometers. But for now, it's a place to stay consistent to a goal that's not related to weight. A goal that's not related to anything other than feeling good and moving more and feeling the benefits that that brings. And the reason why I say that is because if we go back to where my story and how I didn't know I could until I did, if you would have like told me, okay, Karen, you need to start walking to lose weight. <laughs> how do they say it? No. I would have been like, forget it. That's never worked for me before. It's not going to work for me. I am the way I am. I would have never done it. But I had a different why. You see, I just wanted to feel better. And then that why evolved, of course. And now I help other people do it all the time. Write a list of things that you need to get started. Um, Try new things. Talk to other people who may have things that they like and they want to bring you along and you would like to go with them. But really be cautious. Make decisions that you can stick to yourself because sometimes accountability buddies, sometimes that whole accountability system fails. You have to learn how to, not you have to, yeah, you do. You have to learn to be your best accountability partner. I mean, you're worth it. You are so worth it. Um, You have it in you 
to be your best accountability coach. Maybe you need a coach to help you ignite the coach in you. And and I can help you do that. Maybe you need a structured home program. But maybe that's not for you either. So doing the research, maybe personal trainer or joining a gym. But whatever you do choose to do, if you don't like it, if it's not something that you would do without your accountability partner, it might not be the right fit. Because a lot of times accountability partners, they have a life too, and sometimes they slide, and they can take you down with them. So although it's great to have them, it's also great to have this understanding between you and your accountability buddy that, you know, if one person decides that they're not going to be um, doing this anymore, that you're going to continue to move on and there will be no hard feelings. You know, because sometimes that happens too between accountability buddies where someone is doing better than the other person. There starts to become this, you know, uh, competitiveness and then that can kind of backfire. So that's why I ask you to write all this stuff down and, and have it come from you. Like, what are some of the things you like to do when you were young? Sometimes that's the, the best place to start. And, and like I always said, and I have been saying all along, you got to walk before you run. You got you got to just you got to make the time to put this in your schedule with something that you can enjoy and do first. And that's how consistency grows. And I find that sometimes you know, we we with a lot of things, I've started way too big. You know, like I have these goals and I'm like I'm going to do this workout and I'm going to do it seven days a week and I'm just going to go all hard and you peter out, (laughs) you know? So sometimes it's better just to start with something like, okay, I'm going to go three days a week and for three days a week, I'm going to get out there for 30 minutes a day and then you add more. So we go through this type of training in the 1000K Club. Um, if, If you feel like it's something for you, Again, go to 1000k.club, share the link with your friends. It's open all year. Um, It's not something that just starts in January and goes all year. It is an ongoing program. Uh, The goal is to help 1,000 people reach 1,000k, ideally in a calendar year, but calendar year starts today, you know, it starts today. So thanks so much for being here. I appreciate um, you spending this time with me. Hopefully you were able to take some of these um, steps and you're going to be, it's going to be your most consistent year ever, ever. So just to recap, step one is determine your why. Step two is create the time in the day for your workout, even if that means the painful, painful mornings. You know, after about 14 days, it's it's all set. And then step number three is to research. I know you. You got this. And until next time, thanks for spending this time with me. And we will talk soon. Take care.